Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Let's talk about Liverpool. Hypothetically speaking. All right, so living in a hypothetical world, let's say we're at the end of the season, and for one reason or another, and there can be a number of reasons we can talk about, but say there's one reason or another, Liverpool has to get rid of either Salah or Mane. (laughs) So either they don't get along anymore, which I feel like we're starting to see a bit of tension already, or maybe Liverpool needs the money, or you know uh, Barcelona comes knocking and they need to give up one of the two. Who do you give up and who do you keep? Okay. Um, or you can turn around and say, I give up both. There's so many caveats to that. Okay, so we're assuming that we're still in the Champions League. This is not a chaotic season where we finish seventh and we have to sell in order to... Or, or because the players want to leave. So that's the permutations that may exist. So say this year goes great. We won the EPL. We did very well in Champions League. Maybe we didn't win it. Maybe we did whatever. What do you do in that scenario? Okay. So looking at their ages, they're very similar. Money is a couple months older than Salah, so it's pretty much negligible. Um... And I'm assuming, so I'm assuming that we're still in the Champions League. I'm assuming that they only want, one of them wants to leave because it makes sense for Liverpool to sell one of them and to replace them with a a, a younger player of equal or equal potential or existing talent. Like, Well, yes or no. It, It could also be that it's just come to a head. The two of them can't exist on the same pitch anymore. You know, the, the underlying friction that's clearly been there for maybe a year or two now has boiled over and you need to get rid of one of them. Okay. I'm asking too many questions because it's okay. So, but but would it even impact if, if you needed to get rid of one of them for the money or you needed to get rid of one of them because they don't coexist anymore, or you need to get one of them because, you know, you need some sort of refresh. I guess I've been thinking that maybe there's a different person, but at the end of the day, I think you're probably looking at the same guy. Who would you take? And I have a feeling you and I would take different guys. Okay. Um, my heart says I would keep Mo Salah um, for several reasons. Number one, he's more he's more prolific. He's He has more star power, which is crazy that I'm even mentioning that as a reason to keep him. And I also think that he has more potential to remain at Liverpool for his entire career, which is what I would like the one that I keep to do. So if we're going to sell one of them, I don't want to sell the other one next year, if, if that makes any sense. Well, that's an interesting um, way to look at it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so I would sell Sadio Mane. Um, and I also think, well, would yeah, I also think we'd be able to get more money for him from a, a team like Real Madrid. Really? So... I'll, I'll tell you, I would go with Salah um, in part because looking at his, um, you know, Twitter and Instagram followers, looking at his drawing power, looking at the fact that he brings the whole Egypt with him, um, you know, that to me is worth a lot of money. So one, I pick him for that. The other one is I think that uh, Mane is great and there's a lot that he does to like. But at the same time, I feel like um, Salah has just that little bit more because I feel like when you're watching the game, they're always putting two or three guys on Salah 
where they're not necessarily doing that to Mane. Mane gets taken one-on-one usually, but Salah is always, the defender's always getting help with him. And so the guy that's pulling that extra defender in, to me, I consider him more valuable. Whether he does more or not, just that idea of Salah is scaring people enough to pull the defender, which opens things up. So that's why I feel he's more valuable. It's funny because you and I are agreeing to keep him and sell him for the exact same reasons, right? We both want to keep and sell Salah because we feel he's the better fit for Liverpool or the better player. So um, I'm not sure anymore if he's the better player because Mane has looked great. Salah is a better all-round... Well, I don't even know how to frame this. Because here's I, the thing. You're right. Salah, I would say, is better all-round in the skills that he has. But Mane is much better at coming back and much better at... I don't want to say discipline because, I mean, he's a bit of a hothead sometimes. But he does... Like he's the guy that gets to the goalie when the goalie's making a, a kick out and gets that free goal. Where I don't remember seeing Salah make that like blind run at a goalie as often. So I no, feel I like like Mane gives you a bit more of that. I don't want to say desire because I don't think that's fair to to Salah, but Mane just seems to have more of that kind of um, enthusiasm for it, as it were. I I I kind of compared them on a lower level, of course, to Messi and Ronaldo, right? I think we would both agree that, or maybe you don't agree with me, but I, I believe that Lionel Messi is the better or the more skillful player, the better player. But Ronaldo is probably the one that I'd want in my team because there's something he has a lot more graft and determination and consistency. But Messi is the type of player that can turn nothing into something. At any moment. And of course, Ronaldo could do that too, but there's just something about Messi. He has that star quality, which I would compare Mo Salah to Sadio Mane. I would would much rather have Sadio Mane in my starting 11 above Mo Salah because he's more consistent and I know what to expect. But Mo Salah, it can just create something out of nothing. And, And over the course of a season or to be a top team, it helps to have at least one player like that in your team that can just turn a loss into a win on the worst day possible, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Uh, You've actually now got me potentially reconsidering, which is crazy because you brought up uh, Ronaldo and Messi. And I see Ronaldo and Messi a little bit differently than others. I'm, I'm kind of on the, the Pele train when, when he was asked, like when Pele was asked about what he thinks of, of Messi and he's like, don't compare me to him. Like I had a left foot, I had a right foot, I had a header, I had everything. Like this guy's got one foot, which is a phenomenal foot. But I look at a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo, who if there's a corner, I mean, Messi's not getting it. Messi's taking the corner. He's not heading it in where Cristiano Ronaldo is. So now I'm thinking, I mean, how many times have you seen Salah head a ball? Whereas, you know, Mane can legitimately head a ball. He can legitimately get up there and he's a bit more of a threat in the air. True. And I... I, I suppose the the point is, if I were to have one of them to to build my team around, I would I would always pick Mo Salah, just like I would always pick Lionel Messi. Is he the most adept at running up and down, going back and defending? Of course not, right? But he's a team that you can build around with proper parts to complement him. Sadio Mane is an exceptional player, and like I said, I would always pick him in my team ahead of Mo Salah on any given Saturday. However, 
looking at the broader picture, I would pick Mo Salah over the course of a season, the Sadio Mane, right? So for instance, um, our next game coming up next weekend, I would rather have Mo Salah. Well, if we had to miss one of those players, I'd I'd be more comfortable going into the game with Sadio Mane than Mo Salah. But over the course of a season, I'd rather have Mo Salah than Sadio Mane. But because over the course of a season, it you're able to build and construct your team around that particular player, right? But on a given on a given game, you you would miss the qualities that Sadio Mane um, brings because they're more immediate, and he's able to make a quicker impact. It's true, and and when when Salah's just not firing, he's not offering much else. Whereas when Mane is not firing, he still offers quite a bit. Yeah. So to, to your point, the consistency, but you're right. I think I, I was expecting you to take Mane. I'll be honest. I thought you'd go with Mane. Um, you mean to keep him? To keep him. Yeah. I thought you'd sell Salah, but I'm, I'm with you in that. I feel like, so I think there's the economic side, which is clearly in Salah's favor. And I think there's the, the, you know, just, just that ability to get into the box to make something like you said make something happen out of nothing like how many times have you seen him like in the box and you know exactly what he's going to do like everyone in the stadium well i guess not anymore everyone at home knows exactly what he's going to do and yet he still manages to turn onto his left right and get the shot away and you're like dude you had one job don't let him go left so i i don't know i mean there's i and i and i feel like mani can do that sometimes like he can get that really nice shot from the outside but it's not with the same consistency. If you got like, you know, you have like three minutes to go in a game and you're down one, I want Salah on the pitch over exactly. Mane. That's, yeah, that's that's the exact point I was trying to make, right? Um, over the 90 minutes, so um, if if one of them had to 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 stay on the bench, then I, I, I'd always have Mane in the team. But in the last few minutes, I'd always had Mo Salah, which is why he was almost never subbed until later on last year and this season of course now that we have more options and and coming to the more options say that we're not replacing either of these guys it's just a straight sale because we don't have the money i think that one has to go Mane has to be the one who goes because jota slots right in yeah and that's the other thing he's he he's he's more replaceable i mean he's a great player and we would never be able to replace him like for like but what he offers strength pace good footballing iq can be can be replaced but there's something that Mo Salah has that you can't quantify and it doesn't always show up every game but you just have to accept that because when it does show up it shows up at the right times all right so then let me let me turn this around a bit um I'm I'm actually surprised we agreed so much on this one and let me say let me let me change it and say okay now it's not so much that we need to sell them it's a matter that both of these guys are what 29 30 now and um so a, you mean in a couple of years okay they're, they're both 29 so at the end of the season they'll both be 29 or so okay um and it's time we're thinking of the future and so all of a sudden we find out that you know mbappe says i want to go to liverpool and nowhere else and we need to sell one of these guys to bring him on who do we sell sala there you go and why is that because everything all of the reasons why I said we keep Salah, we have an Mbappe as well. And so I, I, I'd be, I mean, of course he can play with Mo Salah if we sold Mane, but I'd, 
I'd be interested in seeing Sadio Mane and Mbappe playing in the same team. So, okay. And I guess, yes, but Mbappe plays on the same side as, as Mane. Primarily. Yes, primarily. He normally plays the left wing position. Okay. Aha. So where, okay. So assuming that you sold Mane, who's your front three? Oh, well, I mean, Firmino's got to be gone. Let's be, let's be, sure. I think, I think that one's, that one's passed, but I guess I get what you're saying because that electricity and that wild out of nowhere ability, I think you get from Mbappe. So why would you need two of them? But let me ask you, say you're a team uh, uh, coming to play Liverpool and you see on that, you know, on that sheet that you've got Mbappe down one side and Salah down the other. Are you more scared of that or are you more scared of Mbappe and Mane? To be honest, I'm, I'm more scared of Mbappe and Mane. Really? Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's that's a nightmare as a defender. Where do you go? So to your point of Mbappe playing on the left, yeah, even if we put him on the left, we, you could put Mane in the middle or the right. It doesn't matter. But just having those two to deal with, it's it's because they're very similar types of players. And just to, to have to deal with the same thing from both wings is cannot be a happy sight for a defender. But so the way I look at it is right now teams are cheating and putting two guys on Salah. They're they're cheating to that side of the field to not let Salah get in. And so I look at it like if you have Salah and Mbappe on, then are you really going to cheat off that side of the field? Because then you're just opening it up for Mbappe. Yeah, but they're so good, Mane and Mbappe, that even if the defenders don't cheat, whether they cheat or they don't, so whether they put two on one and leave the other open or put one on one and one on one on the other, it doesn't matter. That's, that's, that's my point. It, it doesn't matter at that point. Having those two and then obviously we'll have another um, another striker, whether it's Diogo Jota or if there's another another person that, that we have in mind. That's just extra food for him as well. That's interesting. So we are now we now disagree. So we were in agreement that you that you get Mane to go, but I thought we might disagree for sure on the Mbappe thing. So you would rather see Mane because you feel like he's more consistent. Because he's more consistent and I think will just be more potent having Mane and Mbappe in the same eleven. Right? Because think about it, when's the last time that we've had two players of that ilk? playing in our forward line and when you say of that ilk you mean guys that move that fast and yeah with that much pace that much power that much precision well but let's be honest i mean salah pace power precision he covers those two um and and he has power as well but he he he, his game is more finesse yeah he's not as direct right i mean he could be direct when he wants to but a lot of times he overcomplicates it (laughs) right yes that's that's definitely one way of putting it yeah yeah even i mean even just saying it just the thought of those those two so if you're if you're um let's say we were looking at Jaden sancho who i'm not that huge a fan of but 
I, I would be interested in seeing him play with Mosala than Sadio Mane. Yeah, so that was going to be my next thing. I think once we start talking about individual players, you're going to start seeing that I think one is preferred over another. So I can see what you mean by having Mbappe and Mane as more direct, and that's more terrifying in a way for the defense. Where Sancho, I could see him with um, with Salah would work in 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 almost like a similar way in the non necessarily as direct. Who would yeah. you rather have? Okay, how about this? Mane or Salah? Who would you rather have? Quote unquote mentoring a player. Hmm. Because if you're talking about Sancho or you're talking about Mbappe, these are guys that presumably you want to grow. So. Which one, Mane or Salah, would you think is the better guy to cultivate? So say we're not talking specifically Sancho or Mbappe or whatever. We're going to use that money to get some young guy. Who do you think? So your question is, who of Mane and Salah would I like to keep in order for them to mentor who whoever we bring in? Yes. This is only based on what I see or what I hear from interviews, but Mane seems to be... Actually, no, I, I, I say I've heard both things. I've heard um, Harvey Elliott mention about how Mosala has, you know, taken him on, or was taking him under his wing before he went on loan. I've heard Sadio Mane um, was uh, taking time to, maybe not necessarily mentor, but to to be like a slightly older brother to Nabi Kaita and, and even to Mosala when he first arrived, right? And to... Minamino. So, I don't know. I'm not sure I've, how I can answer that question. What do you think? So, I I think I feel like Mane is more of the consummate professional in that he's constantly working, always up and down the field. You know, the he's he's. I don't want to say he's running harder, but there are times that it seems like you know Salah runs hard in one direction. Although to be again. Fair, no. It, it's most likely coach's instructions because if you've noticed, he, he is coming back a lot more this season. He is, and and I still remember last season when he literally chased a guy from box to box, the edge of their box, the edge of ours, and took the ball away from him. And he went the whole damn field. So mm-hmm. clearly, you know, I, I may be reading too much into it. But then the other one is, I think, I also look at, uh, and this is going to be one that might be interesting, actually. I may have just convinced myself that I want Salah. Um, Mane is a bit of a hothead and he Mm -hmm. definitely plays on edge a bit, gets emotional out there where Salah does not. So if you're going to have a mentoring someone, maybe it's better to have the guys a bit more calm one, but two, and I can't believe I'm actually going to say this because we shouldn't want this in our players, but I actually like how Mane, how Salah bails on everything and Mane looks to get his leg broken every chance he can. So if you're going to teach a young guy who presumably we want on the team for another decade, I kind of want him to learn from Salah and not get into every single situation. Yeah, the whole the whole mentoring thing is, you know, we're, we're only looking at this from the outside end, right? There's a lot more mentoring that takes place behind the scenes away from the 90 minutes. There's probably no mentoring happening on the 90 minutes by the mentor. Right. No, I, and I totally agree. And chances yeah. are, if it's in the 90 minutes, it's going to be, you know, Hendo who's going to be doing most of the exactly. instruction, shall we say. Right. So, um, you know, I, 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 but say, say this guy is, this new player is coming in and watching the old guard, as it were, playing. 
who would he learn more from or who would be more of a better influence? And I guess for me, like I'm still, I'm just thinking about the last game where Mane tried to put his leg through the goalie and I thought for a second he'd broken his leg. Like that kind of stuff, I don't want any young kid learning. That's yeah. that's not worth it. Not in a season where we've already been decimated and like we just, we don't have the players to spare. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um, I'm going to say that Mane and Salah have not have not even played well together for three years. So I think we're, not we in particular, but in general, us as fans and media and people watching the games, we have this narrative in our head that the front three play so well together and how do, you know, who do we sell in order to um, maintain the fluency and everything else. But I was, I would say after watching Liverpool closely for the past, well, for a long time, <laughs> I, I can't remember the last, or I don't think that they've played well as a unit for three years now. So I think it's just, it is just a matter of time before we break it up because it's not sustainable because they do not play well as a forward line. They have great stats, but they're not fluent. So I, I would agree. I feel like, I feel like there's a threat from Mane or there's a threat from Salah. That's how I feel like a play happens yeah. now. Where before, three years ago, to your point, there was like just a terrifying threat because there were three guys and they were going to do something and it was going to be super awesome. And as a defender, you were just like, man, I hope they miss because I probably can't stop it. Right. Now, they definitely, the, the fluidity is completely gone. And what I would say is, I mean, I, I suspect Firmino is a big part of that. Um, but I wonder is is it a case where you know they're they're just not able to get the most out of each other for whatever reason because think about games where like Mane has been sat or Salah's been sat or one of them have been injured and it almost feels like the other one starts looking a bit better yeah I think I think it has less to do to to your starting point of this conversation I, I think yes there there's probably some slight tension but if there is i think it's all all um related to the game itself and i don't think there's any personal clash there or anything personality clash or anything and 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 i think they've just because they've they've been playing together for about four years now for liverpool right um i think Sadio Mane has been here five years mosala maybe four and i think they've just they're just growing to a point where they're growing apart Right, because when they when they joined, they were in their mid twenties, like twenty three, twenty four. Now they're in twenty eight, and I think they've grown into players that, if we if we didn't have them right now, we probably wouldn't be buying them to play together because perhaps they're not compatible. Right, um, they've just both turned into such world class players that we may not be able to properly fit into the same team using the tactics that we're using. And I yeah. think that's okay. Like, I think that's just, that's okay, right? That's an interesting way to look at it. So I would agree. I think that they've, the way they were four years ago or whatever, three years ago, four years ago, when they joined, they were growing and learning and better at being cogs in a machine. Where right. now I feel like they're just so outstanding that they should be sitting on top driving that machine. You know, maybe maybe not to the level of Messi, who doesn't have to participate in any, or, or Cristiano Ronaldo, who doesn't have to participate in any team activities like, you know, defense or trying, 
they just do whatever the heck they feel like it because they're that good. I don't think they're like that because that's not their personality. But I feel like maybe you want a team like they they should have their own kind of offensive set, as it were, as opposed to sharing and maybe mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe they're holding something back a little bit when they're playing with each other. They have to hold something back because they can't be as dominant on the ball. And I think we see that right. Um, we see either them being overly selfish or overly selfless and it's about trying to find that happy happy medium where they just pick the right moment to not pass or they pick the right moment to pass right and unfortunately it's, it's been very painful watching the past couple seasons yes we've been winning and scoring goals but it's painful because they it seems as if they're trying to learn how to still have that natural instinct of how to play together when really they're just to your point they're growing into deserving their own team with their own with the tactics to, to be built around them. So they're, they're, they're at a point where they either have to be on a team that's built around them or they accept that they, they, they are part of a cog. Like if either of them went to Real, then they have to accept that they're just another Galactico, right? So can they stay in Liverpool and accept that they're just another cog? In which case they do have to kind of stifle the trajectory uh, to which they're, they're going to now. And it's it's I guess it's a good problem to have for the manager. I, I'm I'm sure he sees this, and I I'm we have noticed that this season, Mosala has been intentionally trying to pass more and trying to um, pull back, help the defense and everything else. So I'm sure that's a, on instruction. Where but it's but it's clear that it's not naturally coming to him because yeah. he he makes he makes passes where he should take the shot, and right. he takes the shot where he should make the pass. So. It's clear he's trying to do what is being asked of him and, and probably what he he, sh- he thinks he should do, but it's clear it's not a natural instinct for him. Mm-hmm. And those ones are frustrating where you're just like, man, a pass gives a tap in and he won't do it. And then there's another one where it's like, all you need to do is take the shot. There's no way the goal is stopping it. And he tries to pass it off. It's to your point, it's it's kind of aggravating almost watching this. Now, do you think introducing, say, a guy like Jota in the middle is going to rejuvenate them because they did look good when he was in there in the place of Firmino. Or was that fluidity between Mane and Jota and fluidity between Salah and Jota, but not fluidity across the front three? I think that was just a game. It's, it's kind of like the Aston Villa game, right? There's no way that Aston Villa is that much better team than Liverpool you know, to the point where they beat a 7-2. But once the first couple goals go in, you kind of relax and you play your game and you have the confidence to try a few things. And and I think that's what happened in, in that Atalanta game. The game was essentially won in the first couple of minutes and then they just relaxed and played the game. And a lot of our other games, even, the, even when we're, well, we haven't been ahead that much, so we're always chasing. So there's always a tension that we have to get this right, we have to score, and, and perhaps they're, they're just overthinking things. All right, so... Let me ask you this as a kind of bottom line final question. Say we've won the EPL, we've won Champions League, it's the end of the season. We don't need to sell either of them, but do we sell one of them to potentially go out and buy a younger guy? Or do we try to run it back again next year? I think... Going into next season, it's in everybody's interest that we have another 
attacking option. Whether or not we sell them one of them next season to make space, I think it's important enough to have another attacking option because Diogo Jota has started the season well, but he's not going to continue that, right? It, it, it does take time to 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 break into this team. And so he there will be spells where he won't be scoring and then we'll be asking him to be benched and everything else. So we, we do have to give him patience because he's only 23. And so I think if there's somebody else on the horizon in that age range, 22, 23, that we can bring in next year just to get accustomed, I would do that. If we have to sell one of them, then I would do that. But we may not have to. Maybe we keep all four. All right. So I suspect we don't have the money for that. But if we did, okay. What about this scenario then? Say we haven't, we didn't win the EPL. We were, you know, we barely scraped into Champions League. We barely made fourth place. Champions League, we flamed out. Maybe not as bad as last year, but, you know, we didn't make it that far. Does that change how you would operate in the summer in terms of keeping both of them? If they both want to stay, then of course we keep them. But you're suggesting that we we have to generate like 80 mil? So I personally, from looking at the numbers, I guess I'd need to wait until their financials come out. But I suspect that we need to generate some money one way or another in the summer. But even if we didn't, I'm kind of at the point where I feel like we've seen the best that Salah and Mane are going to produce. And we're now getting diminishing returns and I would want to sell them at, at peak value. You know, I think that they're, they're both about as close to peak value as they'll ever be. Cause once they get to 29, 30, then that dollar amount's going to start dropping. So if we can turn around and convince, you know, someone to pay us 130 for one of them, we take that money out a little bit more and get Mbappe or get somebody else, some young guy to come in. I would actually do that. Um, for sure, if we don't win at all, and probably even if we win at all, because I just kind of feel like their time's up. I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that, that the time's up, but not not so much that their time's up, but their next year will not be better than this one, and right. we'll we'll continue seeing a decline. And again, when you're at the levels of of Mane and Salah, a decline is still better than every team out there. But I just feel like we've reached their peak. They're, they haven't figured each other out to the point that, you know, they're the unstoppable duo. There's clearly a lack of fluidity. So, you know, spend, get the money from one of them, bring somebody else in new, and let's try to refigure that out. Because, again, they're, they're going to be 29 next year. So we need to, you know, get a little bit younger. You know, strikers don't get that much better in their 30s. Yeah, um, I I do agree that as sad as it it sounds or it is this this particular team's cycle is coming to an end, right? And so we don't want to wait even an extra year for that and then kind of be playing catch up with or trying uh, trying to aim for top four every season. We want to continue at the top, and so I would I would agree this this may be the last season that we would have them both at the club. Um, and the, the, only, the only concern there is there are really only three because we want to get somebody that's 23, like 21, 22, 23, right? And the only three that I, I, I would think are worth selling one of them for as things stand are Holland, Mbappe, or Jaden Sancho. So I, I'm not sold on Holland. I think he's doing great. But 
he's he's too new in his move where I don't think people have figured him out yet. Give him another year for others to figure him out, know what his tendencies are, and then see if he can still do what he's doing. Um, but I mean, we do need height, right? Yeah, we so are, that's we, true. We are pretty we are a pretty short team, and he is a finisher at the end of the day, even if he's not necessarily. Um, like he's not going to play on the left or the right. He'll play down the middle. He'll play down the middle, but a guy like him, I think you need people feeding him as opposed to Salah, who's going to be working his magic. So does Holland work with Salah? I don't know, but I don't think he works much better with Mane. Um, but it's not it's not Klopp's typical style. But I agree, actually. I I'm it drives me crazy that. With Van Dyke out and Joel Matip out, I don't even know who on earth takes a, a corner yeah. kick. There's no point taking taking corners. In fact, when we get a corner, we should we should kick it all the way back to Allison and then kick it out for a corner for them because we're more, I think we're more potent <laughs> when they're attacking us. No, no. So technically, we were when Van Dyke was there to defend the initial header. Now that he's not there, oh, now true. I'm scared. Good point. <laughs> So, but either way, I mean, I'm with you. I think there aren't many young guys that I would sell Salah Mane for, but you never know. A guy like uh, Jota might be the next coming of Sadio Mane. He's got a lot of the earmarks that that Mane had when he came to us. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more um, cautious with that because I don't I don't expect and I don't want us to continue playing four three three for the next ten years, right? So when Klopp first came. The, the concept of having a, a front three was not even on the radar. It, he just kept, well, it, it appeared as if it was just something that we stumbled into and then that now became our template. And so I wouldn't necessarily want Jota to be a money replacement because I don't expect us to continue playing with, with a front three. I just want us to have the best players available, right? And, and he's, he's a player that's smart enough to play multiple positions up front. Yeah, I can I can see that too. I think the four three three works with your current personnel, but it's clear that it's not working with all the players that we have right now, mm-hmm. and so potentially we would need to change that. So you're right; it's not a one for one. But in that case, say we do decide to go with a front two, I would say Salah and Mane are not the front two that you want. They cannot be no. So in that case, say we now transition to a front two. Which one do you keep? Salah. Yeah. I think that's a winger. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Salah's probably the guy worth keeping. Um, that being said, wh- what are the chances one of them's gone at the end of the year? I think very high for all the reasons that we've mentioned. And I, I don't even think that it would have anything to do with uh, a personality clash or tension or anything like that. I think purely footballing, f- financial reasons, it, it, it'll make sense to begin looking towards that. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.